Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Well, good evening again, everyone, and welcome to Belmont Banter. And this evening, on the other end of the phone, I've got Paul Piggott. Now, Paul is now the chairman of Holland and Blair. Well, good evening, Paul. Who'd thought it? How did that come about? Good evening, Tony. Um, no one else wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> What was it, a no. case of all the guys lined up and they said, step forward and everyone stepped back? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, we sort of, um, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a group of us, there's, there's, there's four or five of us that um, sort of decided that we'd, we'd sort of work together to help push the club forward. And, uh, and to be honest, Sherry, it, it, the, the chairman part of it was, was really, wasn't, wasn't important to myself or any of the others. It was just the, the four or five of us saying, look, what we do is we're going to work together and we're going to try and improve our football club as a group of people rather than than titles, really. That's a good way forward. And like our chairman, who's who's been in the job now just about two years or so, you've you've hit the ground running at a very, very difficult time, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when, when I first started, if I mean, because I, I did leave the club briefly, um, but when I come back, we, we, was, uh, we were struggling a little bit as a club. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd spent a couple of seasons, you know, battling relegation. And it was tough. It's, it's tough on everyone. But we managed to turn it around, managed to stabilise the club again and turn it around with the help of many, many people. And just as we started to uh, find our feet and, like you say, started getting the club on the field and off the field where we wanted it, then all of a sudden, you know, what's happened, what's happened at the moment. Yeah, nightmare. OK, well, we've set the scene. We know where you are now, but this is going to be a bit of a journey for you tonight. I want to know where football for you first started. So when did you first sort of start kicking a ball? Who got you involved? Brothers, sisters, dad, uncle? Who was it? No, well, I, I, we, I was brought up in um, in Chatham originally and, and then mum and dad moved over to Gillingham. And, uh, and yeah, and then I, we, I went to junior school, Woodland School, and, uh, and it was there. Uh, when I was about nine, ten years old, bumped into a mate of mine who's, you know, still one of my best pals now, Wayne Barlow, in the playground with a football, asked me if I wanted to play. I played. He got me in the school team, then got me into a Sunday team, and and it sort of all went on from there, really. Quite amazing, isn't it? Those those yeah. relationships. I, I've got a couple like that. Unfortunately, I don't see my early schoolmates like I used to, but if I do meet them, the time. The clock just goes back, and it's just like you were there, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I say, I mean, I've, I've been lucky that uh, Wayne's still a very good friend of mine now. You know, we still see each other, and and we've we sort of grown up together. But I still remember that day, you know, them days, early days in the playground. He was in one class, I was in another class, and um, well, there was one of him and about five of us, and he still used to beat us every break time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how it goes with the good ones, isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, when did you actually first start? I'm not going to... Uh, this always sounds rude when I say this, but start playing proper football as opposed to kicking it about. It was around that time. Wayne was playing for Thamesview at the time, Thamesview under-11s. And it was around that time he, he asked me to come along and join in. I'd had a couple of school games 
very unsuccessful full, uh, school games. I was actually playing out on pitch at the time and um, the guy that was in goal, uh, a year older than me, told me I was going to be the goalkeeper. And because he was a year older than me and a lot bigger than me, I listened to him. So I went in goal and played, a, like I say, played a couple of uh, school games and then ended up playing uh, for Temju under 11s with Wayne. And that's that's really where the journey started at Temju under 11s. Never really kicked a football before then. Wow. And then from Temju, was it was it always involved with Thames when you was young? Yeah, I played all my sort of kids football, if you like, up until uh, under 16s because uh, Thames, you never really had an under 18s at the time. And yeah, so myself and Wayne and, and one or two others played all the way through that. You know, we played for a guy who was called Don Buxton, who who some people might know. He played a bit of non-league football okay. and, uh, and yeah, and give us a very good grounding in, you know, what's expected you as, of a, as a footballer. So, yeah, from under 11s up to under 16s, that's where I played all my junior football, if you like. You mentioned Thames U. It's not to be confused with Thames Mead, is it? No, 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 no. This is this is a local uh, junior football club from Gillingham. You know, it's Thames U Youth Football Club. Are they still going now, Paul? Yeah, yeah, they're still very successful. Still got plenty of football teams uh, playing, you know, all around Gillingham. So, yeah, they're still going, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's a good shout out for them because a lot of these uh, teams that are sort of like under the radar, people don't, you know, they don't talk about them, do they? No, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, because of my times, they were good times as well. You know, I still see some of the lads that I play with and, and some of the lads that are in that side went on to, to bigger and better things as well, which was great. Um, and that I remember them times vividly. They're, they're, they're you know, great times. I, I learned a lot. Like I say, I've, I've barely kicked a football up until I joined them. And all of a sudden, you, you, you're going football training, you know, then you, you're getting kits and and then they're taking you to Belgium on football tours and, you know, and you're playing in leagues and, and you're getting... And, we, and I was lucky enough to be in quite a successful side. We'd won quite a lot as a, as a kid's side. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I still talk about them now. I've still got all my paper clippings of, of uh, you know, the getting your face for the first time in local papers and it's great. Yeah, it's great. Brilliant. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 years and years ago, my very first picture of me in football was when I was in the, the school team at the juniors. I think I was about the same sort of age as you. I don't know, eight or nine. And uh, yeah, I, that's, that's one of my one of my best memories. And I can still name every player in the team. Oh, same here, without yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still see some of them. You know, you know, still a few of them still live locally, and I bump into them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. You always talk. You always go back. You know, and you what the thing you don't want to do anymore is count how many years you've got to go back. But yeah, they're great times. And um, yeah, I mean, like I say, I've still in my in my scrapbook. I've still got photos of our team photos and, and what have you. And it's yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, that's lovely. So goalkeeper from the from the get go, and is that how it stayed all the way through? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I got involved with running a few Sunday sides that I, like any Sunday side, are shorter players. I, I, I had the odd game out on pitch there, but predominantly, yeah, all the way through was, uh, yeah, in between the sticks. Loved every minute of it, you know. There might have been odd minutes in games when you didn't, but uh, yeah, loved every minute of the goalkeeping, definitely. After Thames, Thames U, where was the next step for you then? I I played a couple of... Um, 
for a couple of local Sunday sides just um, for a little while, for a couple of months, until another mate of mine that um, was in the Thames U side with me, Darren Pont, ended up playing for Sittingbourne Youth. And again, one day said to me, do you fancy coming down? We need a goalkeeper. And to be honest with you, Tony, I didn't even know non-league football existed at the time. I, I, that's how naive I was to, to football around that time. I loved me football and I, and I just thought it was professional football or nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and he, and he took, he said, yeah, I said, yeah, come there. I'll come down and help you out. And, uh, went down there and all of a sudden I discovered non-league football, you know, at the age of sort of 16, 17, didn't even know it was about. So that was the catalyst again to move on again. So, so sitting born, what, what, uh, team was that was that the reserves or it was the youth team to start with it was the under 18s yeah so I, I i went down there and, and played for the under 18s for a few games and and then was lucky enough to start playing the reserves i was in the reserves playing both you know saturdays and sundays so i was playing for the reserves on a saturday and then the youth team on a sunday and did that for a season and then then yeah then it grew on from there and then all of a sudden i was offered a contract and you know, mate, you know, I've gone from kicking a ball about, you know, with me mates on a Sunday, to uh, a year later playing non-league football and being offered a contract. I, you know, I was in a bit of a whirlwind. I've got to be honest, with you didn't know what a contract again. Didn't know what a contract was at the time. Is this back to the times when Sittingbourne were a, a bit of a top club? This was when the the last two years of the ball ground. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I had four years at Sittingbourne, um, two years at the ball ground, and then two years when they moved on to Central Park. But yeah, yeah them two years uh, at the ball ground were great times. You know, under Yui Stinson, who, who I got on with really well, I thought the world of him. He taught me a lot, of, again, taught me a lot about football. He'd be the first to tell you he didn't know nothing about goalkeeping, but just, you know, what was expected of you as a, as a footballer. Um, and his knowledge, you know, when he, you know, whether you was in the bar with him or whether you was in the changing room with him, he had you hooked. You know, you, you just listened to him. You know, he was just that type of bloke, you know. Who was the skipper at that time? Wayne Godden. Yeah, what yeah. a player. Another, another good player, really good yeah. player. Yeah, Wayne, who I still see regularly now, he, he comes up and watches some, some games at the Blair. Yeah, he was, uh, I, sorry, I'll tell you who the first skipper was, Gary Doe. All right, Gary, yeah. Yeah, Gary Doe was the, the first skipper when I first got involved. And then a year or so later, Wayne comes to the club and, and he was club captain. And uh, yeah, again, two great people that uh, just taught you taught you how to be a footballer, what the, what was expected of you. You know, and it, you know, it was good. It was good times, really enjoyed it. It was a proper eye-opener going into non-league football for me. That's good. Because the the actual era that you you've grown up in is almost like a crossover era. The young kids today they go in at five or six or seven, and they've got all of a sudden they start talking about academies and then you know. But what you're talking about really is you just had to find your own way, didn't you? Oh, definitely that, definitely that. Because I didn't come from a a footballing family. My mum and dad weren't really into football or anything like that, so it wasn't in the household. You know, so my, my dad, bless him, didn't know the game. And so it wasn't conversations I had at home. It was literally, yeah, get your bag, go to football and, and find out for yourself. You know, when I sat down and signed the contract, I was just in an office with Yui and uh, Mick Pletcher, the chairman at the time. Um, and it was just, there's a bit of paper, sign it. We're going to give you £20 a week. You know, 
I could have been signing my life away. I didn't know. You know, it's just the, the naivety when you look back now is, sure. in, you know, like you say, you, you, you're finding your feet. But luckily, I was around good people. They, were, they wasn't there to stitch me up. They was there to, uh, you know, help me progress. Guide you along. Um, what league were they in at the time? That was the Kent League. That was in the Kent League then, that yeah. That was in the Kent League days. Because yeah. they did have some heady times, didn't they, sitting ball? They had some what's through, Tony? Some, they, they had some heady days, really, didn't they? But that was probably just before you joined them then. Yeah, what successful what successful times, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that 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 year that um, I got into the first team, when I come out of the reserves and got into the first team, was the year that they won the Kent League and went undefeated. Oh, right, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, I was lucky enough to start the season. I mean, and that was only because uh, Andy Huff was the goalkeeper at the time, and uh, what a great goalkeeper, great person, great goalkeeper. Um, taught me a hell of a lot. Um, unfortunately, got injured uh, the season before, and uh, and I managed to finish off the last sort of ten games of the season and playing in the cup final, uh, Kent Senior Cup final. Don't like to say it, Tony, but it was against Whitstable. It's all right. Uh, we won 2 0 down at uh, Gravesend. But yeah, so I, I, I started that next season, which when I look back now, I, you know, for me, I only started the season and I only played probably the first seven or eight games of that season. But I still look back at that and think to myself, that's a massive achievement in for me as a person and as a goalkeeper. You know, one that I was, I was cho- chosen in front of Andy Uff, who was, you know, who was a in my eyes, was the you know the, the top man. He was yeah. the number one goalkeeper in Kent at the time, as far as everyone was concerned. Um, and I got the shirt. You know, um, he soon got it back. I've got to tell you, but <laughs> but that you know in that season, that undefeated season that Sittingbourne had, you know, I, I, I started that season, and I, I still hold that you know in, in in one of my biggest achievements, really. That's a fantastic record, mate. Really brilliant. You should be rightly proud of that. Yeah, like I say, I only played the first seven or eight games. I, I, I admit that, um, but just yeah, I look back and and I think yeah, I was I was part of that. I was lucky enough to be part of it, and uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm proud of it. I won't lie. You can look at it the, the two ways. One of them is that you started it all off, so you gave them the, the the sort of the the bed for the rest of them to work on, didn't you? That's what I keep telling myself when I go to sleep at night, Tony. <laughs> So how long? So you were at Sittingbourne for what altogether? A couple of years. Four seasons in the end. Four seasons. Yeah, and from the eighteens when I joined the eighteens, uh, and I was lucky enough to end up in the first team. But four seasons in total. Yeah. And where did you move on to from Sittingbourne? Uh, when I oh oh uh, I went to Chatham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I left uh, left there. Obviously, there, there was a big input of money at the club when they when they moved to Central Park, and you know all the big names coming in, and and you know there was getting some proper players in at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was obviously surplus to requirements, and, uh, and and went to Chatham, which I loved it. it I, I went down there for the first time, and, and and the players that we had down there at the time. I mean, we might not have been the greatest team, but my God, the team spirit and the and the banter and and the laughs that we had, you know, with people like Steve Noland and uh oh you know and Sean Mitchell and, and these people they were proper characters um and I had a great time there but unfortunately I only <laughs> I didn't even make Christmas because I broke my leg oh my god 
Yeah, oh. we, we had a midweek game down at Urn Bay and uh, unfortunately I broke my leg quite badly. And uh, yeah, so I, I say I signed for Chatham, but only made about three months. Um, and then unfortunately I didn't play again for 18 months. That that 18 months must have been hard for you because you were just getting into the, the sort of thick of football and then all of a sudden it snatched away from you. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I, I was... Yeah, I mean, anyone who's had a sort of serious injury like that that keeps you out of the game for a long time will know they are tough. And I was gutted because, like I say, I was really enjoying the football, as in, you know, on and off the field. It was I, I got to a stage where I thought, this is really good. This is really part of me. I'm liking this. But what I did was, Tony, I when I could get off my crutches, um, the club didn't have a sponge man at the time. I mean, physios weren't a thing at the time, um, but they didn't have a sponge man. So... Uh, when John Adams was the manager, I did the I did the sponge for him for a season. Well, it kept you involved, Just, didn't it? That's exactly what I wanted. I, I, that's exactly what I needed. I needed my football. I loved my football, and uh, I couldn't just go and watch every week. So I said to John, you know, can I do the sponge? And he said, of course you can. So yeah, I, I did the sponge for him for a season, <laughs> and it was literally a bucket of water and a sponge. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. And as you as you go running across the pitch, all the fans start giving you abuse, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. You know, <laughs> if a player went down injured, and they see me running on, I think I thought, oh crikey, you know, because like I say, I, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I just oh. went on and give them a bit of water, and uh, got, they got up like players did. Then you know they got up and got on with it. But uh, yeah, but the, 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 yeah, it was it was it was more a way of keeping myself involved and. You know, and again, it did. It kept me in a change room, kept me part of the boys, and uh, and like so, I loved it. And to get yourself fit again, back to it, did you stay at Chatham or did you move on elsewhere? No, I moved on from there because um, they started they started doing well, and Carl Webb had come in, and he was doing really well for the club. And uh, you know, he was playing golf at the time for Chatham and uh, doing really well. And and you sort of know when you're a goalkeeper. You know, when you, you, you know, it's not like other players. You know, if you go in and another player as a club, you you can play in one or two positions, you know, and you get a chance one week after another. But when you're a goalkeeper, you know when there's someone better than you at the club yeah. and you know that you're not going to be the number one. And at, and at this level, you know, there's not many clubs that keep two goalkeepers, two first-team, what I would call first-team goalkeepers. So um, I knew the writing was on the wall. And I knew it was going to take me a long time to get back because I say I did have a sort of quite a bad broken leg. But when I did decide to get back playing, Yui, I then had gone to Faversham, Yui Stinson. He asked me down there, so I went to Faversham and uh, had a couple of seasons down there. Enjoyable. Nice little club though, isn't it? Yeah, it was good. Good. Again, I mean, it wasn't the most successful time as a player or it wasn't Faversham's most successful time either. But yeah, I went down there again, but we had a good time. We, you know, we enjoyed our football. We enjoyed our uh, banter afterwards and in the bar and whatever. And with, you know, it was never a dull moment with Yui and Stevie ran around. It was always a uh, eventful time. But yeah, it, it got me back playing. It, it took me a while to to find my feet again after an injury, uh, get my confidence back. This uh, this spell that you had with a sponge as a sponge man that probably held you in good stead for the future, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah. You get to see a little bit, you know, I wasn't involved with uh, any conversations about team selection or anything like that with John Adams. But yeah, you, you do. You do get to see, you know, other side of the game. And um, yeah, it's, it's an eye opener. And it's sort of 
whet my appetite a little bit to uh, what come on later on in me in me football career really. That's right, because I think what it is from my point of view, you would be looking at man management from the best viewpoint because when the manager comes in at half time and either gives him a rocket or gives him a bit of a G up, it's not aimed at you, but you're sitting there listening to it all. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and. and and what, when you're playing, you, you're probably not privy to uh, the conversations that the manager has on the bench. You know that you, he points things out, and you think, "Oh yeah, I can see that." But when you was out playing, obviously you, you don't obviously see everything. But yeah, you just it, that was a big thing for me that what you can see from sitting on the bench, rather than when you're involved with the game. You know, you you you, you broaden your picture of the game, and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed just being able to sit back. And watch and learn and uh, and and you know that that was a that was I enjoyed it I enjoyed it it was good yeah it gives, gives you a different view of the game doesn't it yeah definitely definitely yeah like I say it's um it's you, you know sometimes as a player you get in the change room as soon as you're picked you, you put your kit on and sometimes you switch off a little bit you, you don't mean to but you do you just you're thinking right I'm going to get out there and uh, enjoy my game of football and and whatever but when I was in there as a sponge man I used to listen a little bit more. To, to to what everyone was being told, and uh, yeah, and you just pick up on things, and uh, and you and you learn one or two things, and how our our manager is trying to motivate a player, and how he's trying to tactically change something, and yeah, just little things that you pick up on, you know. Because it's, it's it's funny when you're doing what you're doing, it did eventually, and now with your job as as chairman, it's all about motivating the players and and the people around you, and everybody reacts in a different way. Some need a a hard stick, some need an arm around the shoulder. So you must have seen a lot of that going on. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Yeah, for me, I mean, for me, I think uh, in football now, um, I think people are overcoached. I think, um, you know, I, I get why there's coaching and I get, you you know, you've got to have certain direction in, in the way you want to play and all the rest of it. But for me... You know, ninety percent of, uh, of getting the best out of someone is motivating them. If I can motivate that, I mean, I know I will. You know, no. that's that's always been a philosophy for me. You know, if oh, I get I... been a uh, thing for me in football, in the guy to want to play for you, getting the guy to want to run through a brick wall for you. If you get that, you 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 get the best out of him, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, certainly do. So, how long did you actually end up staying down at Faversham then? Uh, we, I had two seasons there, <laughs> and then and that's a bit of a story. How that come to an end? There was a guy coming, a new guy that come out, um, as chairman of the club, and uh, I forget his name now. Um, but he was, you know, he had all and sundry with him, and and what he was going to do and what he wasn't going to do, and uh, he he took a disliking to Yui right from day one. And um, I don't know if anyone would remember this, but we had Herm Bay on the opening game of the season. Mm -hmm. Well. Yui and the players, us, we turned up on the first game of the season and the chairman had got another team signed on, sitting in the stands. Uh, and as we turned up, we were told that we wasn't wanted and uh, he had a new team of players sitting in the stand. My goodness me. And he sat Yui, you know, an hour and a half before kickoff. I, yeah. I never I never knew about that at all. Well, if I did, yeah. it's gone gone to the back of my mind as a, a horrible experience. Oh, how awful. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it at the time. Um, I remember we had uh, Tommy, Tommy Sampson's home bait. 
uh, yeah. the opening game of the season. And um, yeah, yeah, walked in the ground thinking we was going to play an hour and a half before kickoff. And then, uh, yeah, they sacked Yui. So we, uh, yeah, we was all gone. <laughs> wonder, there wasn't, wonder there wasn't a riot there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could have been. Um, oh, like definitely. you say, it's, yeah, I mean, you've got to have a certain amount of morals in football and this guy never had any, I've got to tell you. I mean, I can't even remember his name, to be honest you, but yeah, he didn't last long because people like that don't last long in sport. They don't. No, I'll tell you what, Paul, if you could remember his name, I'd edit it out anyway, so uh, he's not worth talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, <laughs> nah, that's right. yeah. So, after, exactly after right. Faversham, uh, where did Paul end up then? Yeah, then I, well, sorry, what I forgot to say, Tony, is in, in that, Two season spell. I did come to Whitstable for a game. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, Wayne Godden asked me to come down one pre season. Probably the uh, the shortest stint and the most unsuccessful stint as a player I had. Really, I come down and uh, it didn't go well for me. I played one game. I think we lost six nil opening game of the season. I think I was down to five of the goals, and I knew that uh, this wasn't going to be for me. Um, so. Uh, um, after a quick conversation, I was back at Faversham. Back at Faversham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's um, the luck of a then, goalkeeper, isn't it? I mean, you could have a blinder and uh, he'd have signed you on the spot. Okay, so um, so you were telling me about the time at Faversham and you just relayed about the, uh, the, the guy who came in as a new, I suppose, chairman and all the nonsense going on there. But then yeah. you moved on to where next? Yeah, then I moved on to uh, Lordswood. Gary Doe, uh, who, like I said to you earlier, was my uh, old skipper at uh, Sittingbourne. Yep. He took over at Lordswood Football Club and they'd just got into the Kent League. Um, so he asked me to go down there. So I went down there. It's nice that you're wanted, though, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, when you go through the little uh, escapade that, uh, you know, I hadn't had a good time. Um, like I say, I'd, I'd been out with my injury. You know, I'd got to Faversham and, and what happened there. Whitstable and what happened there and then all of a sudden you know you get Gary ringing you up say you know come down to Lordswood and uh, and we'd love to have you and yeah I mean any players wanted you know you know that if you're a player and someone wants you it's a good feeling and I went down there and I just I walked as soon as I walked in the place I had a feeling that I'd, I was going to like the place and uh, and from day one and you know I spent 11 seasons there. Fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. There's nothing nicer than when you're in situ in somewhere and you feel comfortable, you know everyone. And they're a good crew down there at Lordswood, aren't they? They've always made us feel welcome. Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. They're, they're still the same people running it now that it was when the day I walked in the door then. You know, that, that was, well, that must be over 20 years ago now. Yeah, Dave Sims and John O'Halloran's and, and what have you. You know, Steve Lewis is great people and they're still there running the club now. Um, a lot to say, I just... I knew the first training session I had, I knew that I was going to like the place. And uh, obviously you don't think you're going to be there as long as that and go on the journey that you're going to have there. But I knew that I was going to love it there. And, and I did. I loved every minute of my time there. Went there as a player and ended up as the manager. So, yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah, that was, um, well, you say it's a journey. It certainly is a journey. I mean, similar sorts of things have happened at Whistful a couple of times, most notably when Siegs came to us as a player. And then ended up as a manager and a very successful manager as well. But with you, your how long did your time as a player last? Uh, I, th I think it was about eight years. My eight goodness seasons. me. Yeah, so I think I had uh, eight, eight seasons as the keeper there. 
Um, yeah, because I, I say I, th- I was three and a half years as manager there. So yeah, that'd be about right. Oh, yeah, right. so yeah. it's about, about eight years as um, as a player, most of which was playing for Barry Zillwood, yeah. who anyone that uh, at Lawswood would know was a bit of a legend there. And you know, I loved him to bits, Barry, and uh, he's one of the guys that made you want to stay at the club. That's that's how infectious he was. He was a good guy, looked after you. Bearing in mind, we wasn't getting paid. We, you know, no one got paid at Lawswood at the time. But uh, I loved every again, loved every minute of it, and um, yeah. Uh, now, the reason I started uh, the management thing come about was I started running the Sunday side that I was playing for uh, at the same time when I was playing at Lordswood and and all of a sudden that sort of gave me a bit of a taste for doing that um, and that's how I moved on to uh, having a chat with Barry one day and, and taking over from him. That really um, latches on to the back of that conversation we were having earlier on when I was talking about you being in the dugout and learning all those little bits and pieces Seeing it from the inside. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. It just gives you an insight into the other side of the... The offer of management came along. You were managing the Sunday side. How long did you have to think about it? About 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I knew in my mind, in my own mind, that I wanted to progress from Sunday football to, to, um, to Kent League football on a Saturday. So I've known in my own mind it's something I wanted to do. Yeah, and like I say, and then Barry asked me to be his assistant first because I'd had no experience at um, being a manager at that level. Um, I think Barry done the right thing. He brought me in beside him just to see, you know, what I was about, I suppose, in front of, because I'd gone from just sitting there listening to people to all of a sudden now being the assistant and now having having to... speak to players as you do as part of the management and uh yeah and Barry saw the season out and then in the summer I you know had a chat with the chairman at the time um John O'Halloran and uh we decided that you know that I was lucky enough to take take the job on uh, out of, very difficult to ask you this question but I'm, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit about of all the players that you managed to bring to the club because as a manager invariably it's your choice Who's the one that you felt changed things for you the most? At Longswood? Yeah. What, I'll tell you, we had brought in a lad, Dave Forster. Dave had played, you know, a lot of non-league football at uh, a decent level as well. Um, and we, we had a lot of good young players at Longswood who had only played local football because we, we couldn't go out and get players because we could, didn't have the money. You know, we, players at that level that are any good obviously wanted paying and we, we couldn't pay players. So we had a lot of raw talent in our side, but we needed someone to look after them. And uh, and then when we signed Dave Forster, he looked after the players on and off the field. You know, he stood up for me. He, he, he knew how to play the game, you know. Um, and yeah, he was, a, he was a good player for me when I first took over. He, he was the one that sort of took the message from the change room to the players on the field and kept that that information going and yeah he was good for me he was he was for, for my sort of first experienced non-league player to be playing for me as my in my first job he he was the one that sort of um it's it's an interesting story you've got so i want to do it i really want to do it um so how so you had what two seasons as manager or three was it did you say uh, three and a half seasons at Lawswood, yeah and the whenever whenever a manager stops, it never really ends very well, does it? No, I, I mean when I we I was I was getting to the um, 
the end of my sort of third third full season, and not, we, we'd had a bit of personal stuff at home, uh, which I don't really want to go into. No, no. Um, that, that sort of affected what I was doing as a manager. Because, um, as you know, you, you've got to be 110% of your week has got to be tied up in football, you know, yeah. as much as you can. Um, and, I, and I couldn't do that because of something that happened in my personal life. So I had, to, I had to walk away from football at that stage. I was gutted. I was gutted because I loved it. I loved the club. I loved what I was doing. They gave me the opportunity. Because in my first full season at Lordswood, we finished bottom, you know. Yeah. And the club were well within their rights to to sack me, get rid of me, part with me, whatever way you want to describe it. But they didn't. They stuck with me, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and the next season after that, we finished eighth in the league, which at the time was the highest the club had ever finished in the league. That's that's a good position. You know? Yeah, it's comfortable. Yeah, isn't it? and I, and that and I look back now and, and the, the way the club stuck by me, um, and the you know with the way we stuck with it, I look back at that and I and I you know I, that's a good time that I always think back to as well about how a club looks after people and. The way they looked after me then, you know, was was great. That's good. That's good. This is a this life's a journey, and all this stuff that you've gone through, this stands you in good stead for what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, be like yourself, Tony. You've been involved in football a long time, and, and you see a lot. You know, you and you know, if you think it's all a bed of roses all the way through, then you're in the wrong game. You yeah, know? definitely. <laughs> you know, there's there's going to be a lot of downs and and a lot of hard times and. A lot of times when you think, why am I playing all my time into it? You know, why did you put the effort into it? Why do you have sleepless nights about it? Well, it's because of the, you know, because of the good days. Absolutely. The, the good days in football and we all have them and we all love them. And um, and that's why you do it. You do it for the good days. Yeah, I totally agree. So where did you go from Lordswood then when you moved on? Um, I had a little bit of time off, like I say, away from football. Um, not long. Uh, and then... Yeah, Keith Mum was manager of Thamesmead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he asked me to go up and help him out for a little, for a bit. So I went up there and spent a season up there with Keith at Thamesmead, just doing a bit of warm-ups and a bit of coaching, bit of, you know, a bit of this, bit of that. And, uh, yeah, that was a good time. That was an eye-opener. Um, so I've never been up that neck of the woods with any football club. No. And uh, just seeing the different characters up there was uh, was good. I enjoyed it. It's good, good. You eventually end up at Holland and Blair, but how did that have come about? Well, Holland and Blair is a club that I've known for a very, very long time. When my mates, when they was playing locally in local football, my mates played for them. And, uh, and Plum, who run the club, I've known for years, you know, and, and friends of mine have always been connected with the club. You know, the clubs are local, just down the road from where I live and where I was brought up. And it was always our local sort of social club football club yeah, so I've always known the club but then then they started to progress they started coming up the ladder um, and Plum who, who run the club uh, contacted me and asked me if I'd come and uh, run the team uh, so I went and met him we had a chat who, and, and yeah so I decided to take the manager's job on then So how long were you the manager at Holland, Hollands and Blair for? Um I must have been the manager for seven seasons, I think. Wow. Yeah. So wherever yeah. you've gone, you've you've had relatively long time at each club, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've always been the same time. I'm, I'm not one for change. If, if I like somewhere and, it, and it, it gives me what I need, you know, I'll be loyal to that club like they'll be loyal to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, I don't look to chop and change too many things in my life, and uh, and football clubs was 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 the same. You know, I didn't. You know, once I'm happy somewhere, I'll I'll give there everything I've got. You know, it's quite amazing this, Paul, because you've gone from a young lad of uh, seven, eight, or nine who wasn't particularly interested in football, and now you've all in the all these years later, you've ended up as chairman of the football club. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like anyone else, Tony, who, who probably told you a hundred times. Football can give you so much, you know. Just not not just the ninety minutes of um, football that you get on a, on a Saturday afternoon. It's uh, it's the friendships that you you get, you know, the work you can get through through people at football, the help you can get through people at football, you know, the social events you get. You, you just it just brings the whole package that sport or football brings you, you know, makes you want to you know stay in it. For me, you've just highlighted everything that we're both missing. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just one of those things, isn't it? Well, yeah. so how's the season going for your lads? And who have you got as a manager, by the way? Uh, si Olsey is our manager now. Oh, of course he is, yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah Si's been our manager now for two seasons, but he's probably only played one season's worth of games, if that. Yeah, yeah with all this going on, yes. Yeah, what's going on. Yeah, good yeah. lad, Si. I've um, I've got a lot of history with him, so yeah, I like him a lot. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, the Hunza Blair is a football club, but only ever, I think, at, apart from himself, only ever had managers from within the club, players, committee members, whoever it may be. It's always been a little thing for the club to you know to to get with from within. From um, within yeah. yeah, but I think we we you know as a football club we've outgrown that. Now we like to think we're an established Kent League club now. Yeah. Um, so it, we made a decision um, two years ago to try and get an established manager from outside, you know, of the club, and uh, and we brought Sai in, and uh, and yeah, it's worked for us. It's, it's paid well. off, isn't it? He's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've we've you know we're we're more than happy what's going on, you know, with the, with the type of players that we're getting in, you know, they're they're buying into what we what we are as a club. You know, we, we are a family club. Um, you know, we do like the, the social events. We want our players not just to turn up on a Saturday and go home. You know, we want them to come to our quiz nights. We want them to come in the bar afters and have a chat with supporters because the supporters, you know, think the world of them. So, yeah, they're, they're, we're doing all right. We're happy at the minute. That's good. All right, Paul, well, I'll tell you what, Mr Piggott, I'll have to call you Mr Piggott now. Um, your, well, your, yeah, yeah, your football nickname's gone out the door now. It's uh, Mr. Paul, <laughs> Mr. Paul Piggott, chairman of uh, Hollands and Blair. Well done. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul, this has been a brilliant chat tonight. I know it's been a bit disjointed because we've had a bit of problem with the audio, but I've yep. thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you have. No, I have, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, like I say, I love everything about the game and sitting here talking about it is, you know, one of the things I love, you know, and, and especially with people like yourself who've been around a long time. Uh, yes, it's good. And it's nice for me because every time I'm sitting here doing this, everybody keeps pricking my memory because you mentioned so many players, people at clubs and that that I know. And I think, oh, yes, yeah, so-and-so. It's so good. really is good. And I think that's what people get out of this. You know, we get a lot of people listen to this in bed, would you believe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, take, they take their phone to bed, plug it in, and they sit there and listen to the podcast. And we're we're yeah. on all of the all of the social media everywhere. You've only got well, to type the name in, and there it comes up. Is it? Yeah. I mean, at the moment, Tony, one of the things that we do when we go to football, we we like to talk about it. And unfortunately, with a you know with the situation at the moment, we can't get out and talk about no, it. So absolutely right. Know, 
You've you've heard uh, Keith's uh, non-league football show on the radio, have you? No, I didn't know. No, I didn't know he had one. Oh my goodness me! Yeah, he's been doing it for about four years. Oh, don't tell him I didn't know, will you? Oh no! Sorry. All right, I better edit that bit out, <laughs> otherwise he'll go nuts. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, I've been listening to it for years. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've been listening to it for years. Well done. That's it. That's what we wanted. All right, stay there. I'll just wrap this up. So uh, from me here at Belmont Banter, everybody, it's been a great pleasure tonight to have the chairman, uh, ex-player and manager in the past at Hollands and Blair this evening. So Paul Piggott, it's been a delight, Paul, and I wish you well for the rest of the season. No, I don't think we're going to have, have one, are we? I don't think so. I think if we're all being honest, it's not... It's not going to happen. It's not safe enough for people to be out there at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think it will be uh, August when we're back playing, I think. Do you know what? You sounded just like a chairman there. <laughs> well done, Paul. I've, I've really enjoyed it, mate. Stay safe and uh, we'll talk again soon and hopefully meet up and be able to shake hands in the uh, not-too-distant future. Yeah, definitely. No, I appreciate it, Tony. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, buddy. Stay, take care. Cheers, Paul. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter. For news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>